Hello, welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Miriam Tomeskin, and today we're going to be talking about A Different World Season 3, Episode 21, Sweet Charity. And I have Shani with me. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just happy to do a podcast about another Different World episode. Of course, because it's like one of the best shows ever. <laughs> yeah. And so today we're going to be, uh, as I said, Sweet Charity. Uh, this episode aired March 29th, 1990. Synopsis for this episode is that the students try to help Kim make money to pay for college, and Dwayne and Ron appear in a commercial. This was directed by uh, Nima Baronet and written by Mar- sorry, Margie Peters. So we start off with a team meeting uh, with the staff at the pit. Uh, they're, talk- uh, they're just talking about all the issues that are happening. Uh, one being that if there is a grease fire, that they make sure to use the fire extinguisher. extinguisher oh my, what am I saying? <laughs> the fire extinguisher. Her, yeah. Um, because, you know, Clarence he keeps making these grease fires uh, and not doing, about, uh, doing anything about it and just letting the pit just go up in flames, I guess. The other uh, if issue or thing is that there's no schedule changes. Uh, but then Kim mentions that, you know, uh, like, I kind of need a schedule modification, if that's possible, uh, because I'm working Tuesday for Benny and Saturday for Helen because she has her law boards. Um, and he's like, are you trying to get my take my job? Like, is that, well, you're working so many hours, like, like, you're covering for two other people. Like, that's crazy. Um, and I'm wor- like, he's, I like how he's basically saying, I'm worried about you. Like, I'm, I'm worried about your health. Like you, mm-hmm. like you might cut off your fingers when you're making a burger. Like, um, and he and she destroyed some sponges thinking they were burgers. So I, I love how he was like, I care for you, and you are a student. You are not a full time employee. Uh, you gotta work less than twenty five hours a week and focus on trying to be that surgeon that you want to be instead of trying to work for a burger joint. Oh, she, she, so he basically was saying, or she was saying, um, she like she likes working, you know, it's, it relaxes her, you know, and I was like, that is a lie, that is not, you, working at a, at a burger place, no. I was about to say, not working at the pit, it, it's one thing to work at the library, mm-hmm. where you get to get your homework done and be at work at the same time, but no. As busy as that place is, that is, that's the student union. <laughs> what is it? Girl, you liar. Like, but that was kind of the moment then that I started to, to know that something is not right here. You know, I, I was feeling it like, Kim, what you up to? Because you're moving a little weird. Like, we've, we've all known Kim to be hardworking and going the extra mile in a lot of aspects, but I never like this, it feels like. You know, especially when you deep fry and sponges. Yeah. You know, it's, that's when you got to be like, girl, are you well? What, you need some sleep. I want to, so if you're deep frying sponges thinking that they're burgers, if you see the colors yellow and green and, and you believe that it is a beef patty, I'm going to assume that you have lost on so much sleep. Either that or you crazy. Like, even the vegans don't look at it like that. So, like, 
uh-uh, girl. No, you, you need to. At the, I think if I was Mr. Gaines, I probably would have put it out of my kitchen right then. Like, as, as soon as she started talking, oh, I'm covering for, for this person and that person. And, you know, work, relax me. Uh-uh, bye. I would have told you right there. Get out. I'll see you on this day. Get that sleep. Absolutely. Get that sleep. Get get the work that you needed to get done. Um, get the, the personal time that you needed to take. And I'll see you when I when I say to see you again. I know where you live. <laughs> it's not not that big of a deal. So we're now at the basketball um courtyard. And Dwayne and Ron are playing basketball, making bets, uh, and uh, some random guy uh, is watching them. And he comes up to them and says, oh, hi, my name is Chuck Lance. I'm shooting a Mega Pro uh, Vitamin commercial next week, and I want you guys to be in it. And uh, they're like, oh, what do you want us to do in the commercial? Uh, And he, he was like, just play basketball. And Dwayne was like, right away, he's like, this is way too good to be true. Um. I already, I know there's an angel on me that says walk away. Um, but you know, Ron is like, no, no, no. Let me, I want to try this. Like, I want to, it'll, it'll be easy money, basically. And uh, so Ron is trying to, you know, talk to him. Uh, and Chuck was like, okay, well, you guys could think about it. And uh, it's just so you know, it's on Wednesday at 4 p.m. And get back to me. And he gives the card to Ron. Uh I would have been like Dwayne. I would be like, this is way too good to be true. Like, I don't, because for them to get scouted while they're just playing regular basketball, like, I'm just like, I want to know what is in this commercial that you need me for besides playing basketball. What is, what are we promoting uh, that requires me in this commercial? Because that was a time where opportunities like being casted for a commercial was so easy to get. And was, it used to be as easy as it was, as easy as what we were seeing in this episode. It's like, it's literally a gamble. Um, But I agree with you. Yes, I I need, show me the car facts. Okay. I need to see contracts. I need to know where you came from. Who's your boss? Where, where is your location? Um, because I'm about to make a few calls and possibly make a trip up there. So I need to know what's what and who's who and how much. For two, you did not just watch us play an intense game of basketball. This game that you just watched us play is not even court worthy. And you come over to me and talking about how you want to put me on TV? Nah. You trying to humiliate me. <laughs> They didn't realize that at that moment. <laughs> you you got a hidden agenda. I'm not gonna play with you. But yeah. these are these are young men who are fame hungry, money hungry, money hungry, and hunger hungry. So I guess I can say I get it. It's the in the middle. Well, I was gonna say the middle of the night, but it's actually in the morning now. At this point, it's like five thirty in the morning. Uh, Kim walks into Gilbert Hall. Um, and Walter's just waiting up for uh, her and scares her. And uh, Walter is 
mad like this is the third time uh, you've left before midnight and come at 5 30 in the morning and uh, she was like well I was at work and the the pit closes at 10 p.m like where are you working and uh, Walter at this point Walter thinks that she's drunk because she kind of smells like alcohol which is just uh, mm. I forgot what what's the fluid that she said that she it smells like I can't remember the name of the fluid um embalming uh, fluid yeah, which is I'm assuming is what is used on dead people. Uh, it is, I believe, it's the final touch that's put on them to like yeah. preserve the their odor. But he thinks she's drunk uh, and just having a late night, you know, gone out. Uh, and then she's like, "No, I was working at uh, a funeral parlor, the graveyard shift, um, because I need extra money uh, for tuition." And uh, he was like, okay, well, why don't you just, uh, like, ask your family for it? Um, you shouldn't be doing this to yourself, you, especially because she's a student and she's already working at the pit. And she's like, okay, well, um, yeah, I can call my parents and say, I turned down a scholarship from Orange Glow because uh, I supported apartheid and there's no other scholarship to replace it. And uh, I may never uh, be able to come back to school next year. Daddy, get off uh, disability and get on overtime. And at that point, Walter was like, ooh, I shouldn't have said anything. Because I'm like, you know, I felt like if she could ask her family, don't you think she would have? Yeah. Like, why do you ask questions like that? That, that grinds my gears. Do y'all think? But yeah, I'm glad he realized that he put his foot in his mouth. Yeah, he literally said that. Yep. As he should have. I don't know. First of all, I love the continuity of this because this was on the episode that we watched together um, a few months back uh, with in terms of the orange glow and the apartheid. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, yeah, Walter was like, I feel bad. Um, and he is proud of Kim, but she's still a broke sister. Um, and so he's like, well, let me help you out. Like, maybe we could get you a football scholarship. We could sneak you into the football team. <laughs> I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I, you know, it. did you see the episode of the Proud Family when Pity became part of the Yes, football? I have seen that. Oh, my God. So that that's the visual that I got as soon as he started talking about that. I mean, he could have. She didn't necessarily have to be a player. Or at least I would hope not. She could have been a manager. <laughs> And so Walter was like, what about um, getting help from your friends? And she's like, no, I do not want my friends to know about this. I do not want their help. So keep this to yourself. Uh, and, you know, she asks him to promise to not tell anyone. But he breaks. He br- ends up breaking that promise. Uh, I don't... Why would she ask for friends? <laughs> well, whenever I'm in a financial situa- issue situation, I w- uh, if I don't feel like I want to go to my family, I would actually go to my friends. See, that's different. Well, okay, so the way I'm viewing it, then, not, let me not just be projecting. The way I'm viewing what you just described is I need a quick 20 to $50, and I don't feel like hearing my mama mouth if I ask her. Or I would rather hear my friend's mouth quicker than I would want to hear my mom's mouth. Um, but, like, my tuition? What? 
asking these people for? These people are are too getting their tuition paid. But if you have a roommate like Whitley, she can get money anywhere. And now that was, a, I, w- I was really about to make a point too, that if I were to ask a friend, if I were to make a friend aware of what's going on, then I probably would have gone to Whitley like, that is only if I were to go that route. I would not be talking to Freddie. I- I'm not telling Freddie. And I guess Dwayne, I could tell, but D- me and Dwayne are in the same boat, essentially. <laughs> like, Dwayne is working his way through college. Ron, maybe. Ron Ron could, could be an option because his dad owns the car dealership. And it, it may have felt more comfortable for Kemp in that situation to have asked Ron or to have been, like, on a payment plan paying Ron's dad back than Whitley's dad you know because of the stature of funds. It, it's, a, it's a matter of who knowing who to tell and who not to tell and it seemed like Kim kind of had that because she knew how they would have reacted but Kim is also proud really proud and so it also makes it difficult to be able to make such a determined because determination because of her pride yeah she has a big pride we and she ends up the mr green ends up bringing that up later on uh so we're now at the apartment uh Dwayne and ron's apartment and Dwayne is like on the phone and they're telling him that the phone's about to get cut off because they can't afford to pay the phone bill uh and uh and then also ron comes in uh, with you know finding out that we only could get a third of the apartment because they only paid for a third of the apartment, so meaning the bathroom is off limits. Uh, which I don't know if that actually that that doesn't work in real life. No, <laughs> it's either you it's either you get kicked out or I don't know you those alternative right plan. or you work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering what happens to their money. <laughs> don't they like budget it for this and like don't they get help from their families? <laughs> Because I, you know, I've always wondered, well, not really wondered, I, I guess we could assume that, you know, rent money was coming from their parents. Because we don't really see Ron or Dwayne working until they're adults, like, like real adults. Yeah. Dwayne isn't working until he becomes Mr. Wayne. Oh, no, he's intern. Working. Oh, wait. Uh, well, he becomes a teacher. You remember uh, in season five? For well, yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, yeah. he, he started out as, you know, teaching uh, Terrence and Lena now. Yeah. Prior to, you know, to his graduation or whatever the case was. Um, and then Ron, I mean, we see Ron doing odd jobs or whatever, but like, he doesn't take himself seriously until he's with Freddie. Spoiler, but um, yeah, it, it's like, why haven't you budgeted out the money? Like, is what are you spending your money on? Because your your refrigerator is literally this big. So like, you not putting nothing in there, and you eat at the pit. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's spending money at the pit and not spending money on your rent. 
Mm. That stuff adds up. Gotta be. Dwayne is like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna do the commercial because we need the money. And uh, Ron was, uh, so he tells Ron that. And then uh, he was like, okay, give me the card. I'll call the number. And then he's about to call and he freaks out. He's like, the phone, phone is cut off. Like, I like what? I, I need money. I need to get to a payphone. And then uh, Ron was like, chill. The contracts are, will be here in 15 minutes. I already called Chuck. <laughs> Dwayne's like, bless you. Bless, bless you. And then, you. <laughs> I'm like lifting her, his feet. I was like, damn. Okay, like, you felt that thing. But also, like, why are you running up the phone bill like this? <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking to and how long are you talking to? It, it feels like they, they're probably not 50-50 when it comes to taking care of these responsibilities. It feels like they take on the, you know, I do this month, you do this month. Maybe, yeah. I need y'all to work in cahoots because <laughs> there's no way that the both of y'all are this broke. Part of me, I don't know, I was torn with Ron and his deviance. On one hand, was like, why did you call this man? Or or not even why, but more like a, so you went ahead and called this man after I already said, like, no, it's a wrap. I'm not doing it. But then it's like, mm-hmm. well, I do need this money. I'm glad you did call. But next time, I'm going to knock you out. Like, it gotta be known that like there's still like a no factor to this somehow, yeah. but it still worked out. And so we're now at Whitley and Kim's room. Uh, Walter is telling Freddie and Whitley about what is going on with Kim, and they they feel really bad. Like they're like, "Why didn't she tell us?" and all that. And they're like, "Let's plan to raise some money for her," you know. And Freddie was like, "I will sing a song and try to raise money." <laughs> From singing outside, and I was like, uh, "No, please don't do that." <laughs> um, oh my god! Okay, a fool. <laughs> Kimberly. Okay, oh, sorry, I should stop singing. I can't sing. And I don't even know what she said. Uh, I, she, I, I the... It's something that she fights for. Um, Edit fights for South Africa for the apartheid, uh, but she needs some money. <laughs> Something like that. Cree has to be like one of the most animated people to ever grace a screen. Like, I feel like she was being herself in that moment. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I want to meet her. Me too. Oh my God. Cree, let's meet, please. My fellow Canadian. So Willie was like, let's have a party and we'll raise money for her uh, that way. And Whitley just feels so bad for Kim that she's working with dead people. And, you know, she's been smelling weird lately. And I thought it was just her feet. She's like, oh, my God. Bruh. Uh, but now should they learn that she's working with dead bodies. And Whitley, uh, and um, I think it was Freddie that being like, oh, my God, like, she's working with dead bodies. And Whitley was like, I remember the time that I saw a dead body at a funeral and she tells a full-on story, and I didn't, I didn't catch the whole story, but I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, I did. Okay. Oh, did you? So, yes. Okay, so, um, and now this is a continuity issue a little bit because we've heard this name before. Okay, so she said that it was Louise Sujay's second husband. 
but Louis Sujay, I'm saying this is a kind of a continuity issue because Louis Sujay is supposed to be her mama's best friend. Oh. Uh-oh. And then we hear we hear the name Kent Sujay. Yeah, which was played by um, Dominic Hoffman, Hoffman, who uh-huh. is Julian. Julian, before Julian was Julian, uh, a.k.a. Stinky. So, um, yeah, we go, I need clarity on that one. Maybe the him fast clear that one up. Um, but it was Kent Sujay, I guess the daddy, uh, funeral. And they were in the middle of a heat wave. Uh, and he had to be buried with his golf clubs. And it was something like he was so big and something was going on and he didn't hear her daddy yell for And she said that they were so, she was so relieved when they closed the lid on the casket because he was drawing flies <laughs> in the middle of a heat wave in Virginia. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, nice story. Um, we didn't need to know that, but okay. <laughs> I know. You know she's an overshare. Yeah, I was like, we didn't need to know that, but okay. Uh, and so, and then Freddie was saying that, you know, like, they started talking about death, like, like, the, the concept of death. And Freddie says, you know, you know, everyone's so afraid of death, but people who have, were revived uh, after being clinically dead say it's a state of t- a total calm and completeness. Uh, she wonders if that's true. Um, I have no idea if that's true either. Uh, <laughs> But I love how Freddie, she's just like, it's just part of life. You know, we just have to, like, let it happen. Yeah. I just have no desire to find out. Yeah. Even when it's my time. I don't want my time to be my time. And so Kim comes in. She's trying to get her books and was also wondering, like, why is Walter in uh, in the in the room? Like, it's just weird. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Whitley and uh, Freddie are trying to be like, oh, do you need anything? Do you, like, they're trying to just, they, now that they know, they're just trying to be very helpful. And she's like, no, no, I don't need anything. And Walter was like, I got to go, but I'll be back for the light bulbs. Or I, or something to the, that's the excuse is the light bulbs he came to fix. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, he gets out. And then Kim is about to try to leave. And uh, Freddie and Kim were like, uh, Freddie and Whitley was like, do you need anything? Like, do you need? Uh, and also, with that, they're asking, "Oh, where are you going?" And uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to. I don't know. Did she say going to work or going the to the library? The, the library. But did she say she's going to work at the library? Because I think she was trying to say I, work. I think so. Yeah. So uh, she was like, "Yeah, I'm going to work." And they're like, "Where? Uh, at the library." And then um, I think Freddie was like, oh, there's a, there's a, a bunch of morgues at the library. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. She 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 said something like, uh, the place is a morgue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This <laughs> I'm like, Walter. wow, Freddie, bro. Really? Like, you ain't waste no time. <laughs> and Walter just hits her in the head. but And then he leaves after mentioning the light bulbs. Uh, yeah, that's just... So she, Kim leaves and she's on her way to uh, work at the library or technically work at the, at the funeral parlor. So now we see Dwayne and Ron come into the pit. This is another day. And um, the, the ladies found out that they're doing a commercial and that's why they're now hanging out with them. Uh, and Dwayne feels like, this is weird. They're, they're probably using us. 
for the commercial. And Ron's like, I don't care. I, I, I want I want them to use us. And I just, Dwayne and Ron were just acting stupid. So for me, I thought, when I was watching this, I thought the commercial already happened. And that's why they're acting also, like, you know, whatever. Uh, but it hasn't even happened. And they're, like, they're acting like they're, like, celebrities. <laughs> You hear me? And I'm like, y'all are are acting high and mighty. You you really feeling yourself for this local local commercial? Well, yeah, but it's local commercial, bro. Like, and you're in Virginia. Get down. Uh, so then we go to the counter at the pit, and Mr. Gaines noticed that the tip jar has been full for the third day in a row. And it's all because of Kim doing such an amazing job. Well, that's not true. But, you know, he's using that excuse. And Kim thinks that, you know, some of that money should go to Clarence Peel. He hasn't started not one grease fire this week. I don't know if that's a good thing, because your job is not to start a grease fire to begin with. <laughs> um, <laughs> or else you should be fired. I still don't understand how he's not fired. Say, I was going to say, oh my god, I was just going to say, like, it is really a wonder that the boy did not get because in the real world Mr. Gaines was like oh you dropped a five and she was like it's not the same five that it was in my hand and he's like well it's finders keepers losers weepers um so it's all hers uh and she's like okay sure uh so she takes it now we're at the commercial uh Ron and Duane are there with the two ladies Ron's giving them introduction of the set where there's a cameraman there's the donut man. Um, by the way, this whole layout, this whole layout of how they're shooting this looked really weird to me as a person that works in the film industry. Um, why is yes. why is the food in the shot? Because the food was in the shot. <laughs> why is everybody so cramped? Uh, that's normal. That part, that's kind of normal. But also, some of those people could have been on the other side of the fence. You know what I mean? Um, but it was just like, why? Yeah, I was just so confused by the food. The food was in the shot. That that's not normal. I think possibly like at one point when they're playing basketball, Whitley, uh, not Whitley, Walter is in the background sitting on one of the chairs, and I'm like, I think the camera's mm-hmm. probably pointing at him. Like, unless he's supposed to be an extra. I did not think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and he's just chilling. He's so comfortable. You know, but see, also to Walter, he a real one because I know that he told them I came down here to laugh when really he came down there to see what was up because he knew that they didn't know what was up. And so he coming there to be like big brother rescue big big brother to the rescue so we found out that ron Duane will be playing two versus two with rick barry and waltz hazard i have by the way i don't watch the nba so i don't know besides you know michael jordan kobe bryant uh magic johnson um lebron james uh, stephen curry and probably there's a few other people i know besides them i don't know anybody else so this Rick Berry and Waltz Hazard, I was like, I don't know who these people are. But they are 
uh, players of the NBA, NBA. they both uh, played for quite a long time. Uh, So they are guest starting in this episode. And as Dwayne mentioned, they are living legends. uh, And uh, they get to play against them. And at first, Dwayne was like, we got to be easy on them. And I'm like, these are NBA players. Even though they haven't played for a long time, they still have it. (laughs) Man, like, they don't... Again, playing into this whole cockiness. (laughs) Like... Y'all are really high and mighty about yourself. Like, you play street ball. These people are the pros. And muscle memory is something serious. Like, and especially for an athlete, it, it takes nothing for an athlete to be in athletic mode. It I, I was about to say it's a it's like a snap, but I want to say that there is no snap. It just is. Like, I'm going to need for you to watch your back and your mouth. Play with them, and clearly Rook and Walt are going to beat them. You can tell. Uh, and they are losing badly. And uh, eventually um, they decided to do the London Bridge. Uh, I guess that's one of their plays. And they were able to make it in the shot. And the director right away was like uh, to Walt and Rick saying, like, oh, we'll, we'll just edit that one out. And I was like, why would you edit that one out? And when Walter came to talk to Chuck, that's when I was like, oh, it's because they're pitiful. They're, they don't live. Uh, and Chuck mentions, he's like, yeah, I hired them because they're phonogenic and because they are pitiful. Uh, and uh, yeah, basically in the commercial, the words will flash across their faces uh, to Dwayne and Ron's faces. Guess who didn't take their vitamins today? And I was like, guys, you got a contract and you didn't, like was you should have gotten more information about this commercial instead of just signing it. Like, that's crazy. You are in college. Why didn't you ask one of your law students to look these contracts over? You didn't have to go that far. Why didn't you ask Walter? Yeah. Like, you entrust him with everything else. Why not make sure that you're not getting finessed? Well, because they want the money. Yeah. That's why. And Dwayne is like, we're going to be dogs on national television and uh, in 29 languages. And Walter's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Walter was like, on the good side is that y'all will get a lot of money and most likely keep most of that money because no man, woman, or beast want to be uh, seen with you guys after you guys get hum- humiliated humiliated by this commercial, and he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Walter wouldn't be Walter without roasting these people. And um, so now we're in uh, Kim and Whitley's room. Whitley has a dress; it's a beautiful, nice blue dress, and uh, it, but it looks brand new. And she puts it in her closet, but then takes off the, like the wrap part. And then Kim comes in and. Uh, well, it was like, oh, you should go to the semi-formal and take this dress. And Kim was like, oh, is this, like, she was thinking, was like, oh, this must be a new dress. And Willie was like, no, 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 it's my dress. Like, I've worn it. And this is where you mentioned uh, Kent Sujay uh, being mentioned. And and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, wait a minute. That, he was played by Domin- Dominic Hoffman. And I was like, and yet he's the one who's 
Julian right now. Like it's it's like the weirdest thing. I was like, why did they pick yes. some other guy? Yeah, it wasn't it like that on. It was like that on the Cosby Show. What do you mean? With Martin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like to do that. You know what? Because they did that with Michael Ralph too. Yep. Yeah. You well, right. did. They did that a right. million times with him. And so Kim finds out that this is a brand new dress and that uh, Willie has never worn it. Freddie comes in with a bike for Kim, and Kim was like, "So what was that? A hundred dollars?" And then they were like, "No, no, no! It was like ninety-nine cents." I'm like, "That's not a lot of money for a bike. A bike is more expensive than that." Uh, even no, back so, then. <laughs> but this this is what happened though. So when she said this is about uh, what a hundred dollars, and when she said no, Rusty Bell. <laughs> Oh yeah, ninety-five. And then Will is like, no, no, ninety-five so cents. She said ninety-five dollars, right? She like cents. I said, oh no, girl. She spent ninety-five dollars on that. Hey, well, I, yeah. well, she probably spent the whole. She probably spent the whole hundred and just didn't want to tell her. But yeah, Freddie came up off some cash for that bike. Yeah, and uh, Kim was like. Walter told you. You, you. you guys know. And then at that moment, Walter comes in with a bunch of medical books that he found. And she, she, she was, like, so mad about it. Uh, you know, um, I didn't want you guys to know. I didn't want you guys to take pity on me. And, you've, uh, and she was like, who else knows? And they didn't, they didn't say who else knows, but basically everybody knows. And she was like, you managed to turn me into a charity case. And, you know, she is not happy by the by this whole situation. So she runs off with her shoebox, which is the money that she collected in tips. Um, and Willie is mad. He's, she was like, I looked all over for this dress for her. I had something into her, her bunions and corns. <laughs> what, oh, like, yeah. I, I got corns on my bunions and, and my bunions got corns. Something like that. Yeah. Like, right, and, I, and I'll never do it again. Isn't she too young for that? the corn and the bunions i'm trying to well see a corn is different like i, I think a corn you you could probably get a corn for like wearing a shoe that was like too harsh on your toe oh, okay a bunion i i would say she's too young to be getting a bunion <laughs> like but bunions are like older people problems like yeah you, you get bunions you you need to talk to the podiatrist you know, but, um, but yeah, she said like she got, she got bunions on top of her corns, on top of her, so, yeah, dramatic. Yeah. And, uh, so Kim goes back to the pit and is, she says, I'm returning the tip money. Uh, so I don't want this. Um, and Mr. Gaines was like, I want you to keep this money, you know, uh, like, you're working hard to become a surgeon, and sometimes you need help, right? And then she, she's like, no, no, I don't want it. And then he's like, okay, well, I have to go on to plan B. And she's like, what's plan B? Uh, you will get, uh, what is it, Vernon Gaines and Mrs. Gaines uh, Medical Fund, uh, which is a loan, not, not a scholarship. Uh, and so she would have to pay back the loan in like 36 installments or something like that. And he will charge inter interest if uh, she doesn't pay on time. And, uh, you know, she, 
he he really believes in her that she will become this successful surgeon. So he's willing to spend the money, but she just has this jumbo sized pride. <laughs> she cannot get rid of. I ain't gonna lie though. Like you offering to pay my tuition, I I wouldn't know how to handle that either. <laughs> I I I feel like I would feel like I'm probably in debt to you. <laughs> but I mean, like I am in debt, but like. Oh, like I feel like I, I, I owe you my life now. Yeah, like, but he's saying it's a loan over to you. Yeah, but he's saying it's a loan, so that means she has to pay it back. So it's not. Yeah, necessary. yeah, you're right. I don't know though. It, it still just feels like you know. Part of me feel like I owe you my first kid or something like. <laughs> yeah, but it was really nice of him and uh and Velma to go ahead and and you know do that. Uh, I still, I really wish that, you know, they could have helped her just find a scholarship and, you know, be be able to bypass all of the other options. But, you know, still what he, what he did was awesome. And that, and that just shows the love that he has for her. I think that's when we get a real glimpse into the relationship that he and Kim have with each other, which has always been like grandfather, granddaughter, or, you know, you're, you're the kid that I wish Darnell was, you know, but, uh, it was, it was refreshing to see. He basically says that don't tell me it's better to give than receive because sometimes you got to learn to take from people because giving is what makes people feel good. And finally Kim was like, okay, Thank you. Thank you for this. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so now she will be taken care of and she will not have this crazy work schedule on top of her studies uh, until we get to another episode where she has a whole schedule. You remember there's an episode that she has a whole yes. schedule? And she literally <laughs> falls the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just yeah. want to say one thing uh, when uh, Mr. Gaines said Sometimes you got to learn to take from people because giving is what makes them feel good. That has been something that has stuck with me for a long time. I remember the very first time that I heard that line, but also the very first time that I heard that line and understood it. And I take that with me every day. And it, I had that moment today. I was like, you right, Mr. Gaines. I have to learn how to take from people. Because giving makes them feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And we end the episode with a grease fire thanks to Clarence. Oh, Jesus. He doesn't need to be around fire. <laughs> he, he, maybe, he, nah, I was about to say maybe he could be a custodian. No, he can't. Because people be falling left and right, slipping on soapy water. Maybe he just needs no, because he can't take the orders because he's so clumsy. You know what? I don't know. I don't know what another solution would be to, to deal with Clarence Hill, but he cannot be active. You can't have him around the dishes. Maybe he could wash the dishes. Maybe. I will hope that he could, you know, simply do a one-two step. With, with soap and water, but, like, I fear that he would cause a flood. 
or that just just have running water, period. Uh, I fear that he would mishandle money. I fear that stocking would go wrong. I, I fear that he would deep fry some sponges with soap. And, you know, like it, it's just, this is just all that. Yeah. There's no hope for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had uh, a few guest stars. Uh, the main one is uh, Rick Berry and Walt Hazard. Uh, they both are playing themselves. Uh, Rick Berry, uh, you know, has played for many years, started in 1965. Uh, in terms of a recent actual credit, he was uh, he's he played himself in Uncle Drew, uh, but he is mostly a basketball commentator. And then Walt Hazard uh, passed away in 2011. He's in playing. He was playing since 1964. He was a head co- uh, head coach in 1980s, um, and he was in a past episode of the Cosby Show that we've already covered. Uh, so uh, oh. he was just, he was just a basketball player in that episode. Um, oh, and then we had Reed uh, Mc McCants uh, as Chuck Lance. I just realized I don't know what he has done. I'll get back to him. But uh, we have uh, Sandra uh, Keys as girl number one. There was nothing on her uh, for some weird reason. I don't know why. Uh, so I guess she's just not an actor. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it, literally there was no account on her name. Uh, and then, uh, so she was girl number one. And then girl number two was Stephanie Pope. Uh, she was in Living Color, The Cosby Mysteries, uh, and she's done other acting. Uh, okay, so let me get back to Reed. Uh, Reed has 13 credits to his name. The only thing I recognize is Woman Thou Art, out, uh, art Lose on the seventh day. Because I see Blair Oof. Underwood in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a... That's a TV Jakes production. My God, <laughs> that's the last thing he's Ooh, done. So. It's a, it's a good watch. It's just your your heart needs to be prepared <laughs> before you watch it. And yeah, so I said Stephanie Pope, who plays girl number two. Uh, she is still acting, uh, but she has fifteen credits to her name. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, she was on the Cosby Mysteries, uh, which is weird because we both have not seen that show. And it seems like everybody that we mention are on that show. I don't know why. <laughs> it was literally and then we one season. Find it. Yeah, and it was literally one season. It was a good one. It was. Um, lighthearted. Yeah, and there'll be, a continu- con- there'll be a continuation to this with the schedule one. Yes. So, yeah, this is like a prelude. Um <laughs> Still had valuable lessons to be learned. Um, you still see the entire wholesomeness of the show, um, and it still reflects everyday life. Instagram, damn girl, you know everybody. TikTok, tiny bigs. Um, Twitter, I love them nineties. Uh, Facebook, shiny showbiz. Follow the podcast. Uh, follow at Black TV Shows Pod on Instagram. Leave a five. A star rating review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you have any feedback, uh, email at blacktvshowspod.gmail.com. Um, and as I said, I have an Etsy shop called 
uh, Black Girl Excels, which are just a bunch of Excel spreadsheets. Right now, there are the travel ones, but shortly, right away after, in a few weeks, there will be my personal finance um, tracker one. Uh, and then next year, working on like a wedding uh, spreadsheet and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it, I guess. Uh, we will talk to you all on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.